Welcome everyone back for another episode of Fantasy Football Sauce. This is episode 8. We'll be recapping week 2 today and we will also look ahead to week 3 of the NFL 2022 season. And I should note that this podcast is not appearing in iTunes. Um, I said it initially in the first episodes. I just want to get this on the record. I want to get it on the internet. I want to get it uploaded, time-stamped. Uh, you know, to really show this method play out and show it evolve. Um, so, quite honestly, nobody's listening right now, uh, which is kind of hilarious. I'm talking to myself, I'm recording with no one, um, and seemingly no one is listening unless someone stumbles across this on SoundCloud, which I don't think that SoundCloud is a place where people go to discover podcasts, but I don't know. Um, I, but it just, like I said, I'm going to work on fixing the podcast feed, but I've got to continue to record these episodes along the way. Um, if I want to document this historically, then I'm going to have to put it out there where nobody can listen or nobody is listening for the time being. Uh, but I'm going to treat it like people are listening and I'm going to take it seriously. And, uh, cause I, I do believe in this method. I believe it works. I think it's playing out. Uh, right in front of us, it's kind of ugly right now, uh, but if you look, you know, on the whole, like a lot of this is really taking form, it it, it really is, so w- when we look back at, at some of our picks in, in week two, of course, Mike Williams rebounds there, um, I was completely off Matt Ryan for good reason now, um, you know, he didn't have Pittman, but, but still... Like that, that has changed a lot for us. And in this week's week three Vegas odds, really, really demonstrating that um, Vegas, I, I believe, has a thought process that's very similar to mine. Because as I feel about these teams and as my feelings are changing, it seems that Vegas is changing theirs as well. And the teams that I, I really am, I'm holding on, and I'm not changing my opinion just yet. Uh, Vegas is demonstrating the same. Uh, you know, for example, Vegas is just out on Indianapolis, and so am I. It's just, I, I had high hopes at the beginning of the season. I was all over Michael Pittman. I thought Matt Ryan surely is an upgrade to Carson Wentz. And I don't know what else could be happening on that team other than Matt Ryan being new and different. But it's it's not working out. It looks terrible. I would be so far off of all of the Colts. I mean, if you've got these guys in redraft, you're sticking with them. But I'm not playing them in daily at all, uh, you know, going forward until something changes. But, you know, Detroit, sometimes you get that hard knocks boost. But, man, they just – it feels like they, you know, they're on to something, you know, their coaching philosophy of, you know, not giving up and grit. Man, that's – it's kind of like this podcast. This is grit right here, right? Um, we are recording even though nobody's listening and, you know, anticipating that we'll get this out there and, and we'll be right. We'll be vindicated eventually. But the, the Detroit Lions, they just they embody that. And Vegas has responded. You know, they're not picking Detroit to beat the Vikings, but they're picking Detroit to – be a lot better than they were last year. And Detroit has shown us some things this year. They've been competitive. 
and I think they're they're kind of legit. Um, when I say kind of legit, I'm certainly not pick, picking them to win the Super Bowl, but I am picking them to exceed expectations. And you know, last year I don't think that Vegas would have had this point spread at five and a half last year. I think they're giving it. Detroit a little bit of respect, but they're also holding on to some regression, some historical information, and I, I agree with that as well. I mean, at this point in the season, we got to take our preseason expectations and hold on to them some, and um, but also be aware of that things may be changing and balance those two, and I think Vegas has done a good job of that. So, again, you know, some, some things, some opinions are changing um, but overall, you know, I you know I heard on the the podcast I really respect, and and more than one, these guys are talking about trading Austin Eckler for Saquon Barkley, and I know Eckler's been disappointed. I didn't get him any redraft leagues. I, I guess I'm kind of fortunate because I I had him very high on my board. I just usually don't pick in that spot. Uh, the one time I got a, a top pick, I don't know if Eckler was on the board or not. I uh, drafted Derrick Henry. That's not worked out so great. Uh, Derrick Henry is one of those guys that I might have given a little too much benefit of the doubt with Tennessee as much as they run. Like It's just never been a problem for Tennessee and Derrick Henry because they just run so much. Um, but it seems like it might not be working out. You know, I usually like guys on high-scoring offenses. So Derrick Henry was a departure from that. But I still believe in Derrick Henry. I would certainly trade Saquon for Derrick Henry. I would much rather have Derrick Henry than Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, it's two games. We we can't assume that Saquon's going to be good or bad. we got to let this play out. But I'm going to lean on, again, all of the past two seasons and my preseason expectations over one game. I don't care. I don't care how good he looks. And I'll put DeAndre Swift in this category. Listen, I get it. There's talented guys that can make things happen. But they don't make them happen by themselves. Now, we could find out that Detroit's line is, is part of this and, that, and they've created an environment for a very talented player to just, you know, show out. That happens. I just don't see that with, with the Giants, though. Like, I, you just... I can't be convinced, at least with this amount of data, that, you know, this team just changed. And Saquon, this, this talent is just, you know, he wasn't good. Now he's good again. It's just too much for me to swallow. I'm I'm not buying it yet. I'm going to have to see more information. DeAndre Swift, like, I, I'm kind of buying it now because I'm kind of buying Detroit. But I'm... I'm I'm really hedging that. Just like I said, you know, earlier, like I'm still holding out preseason expectations that the Detroit Lions weren't going to be great. I'm going to meet it in the middle right now, and I'm going to meet DeAndre Swift in the middle as well and say, okay, um, you might be a lot better than I thought you would were, but I'm not putting you in, a, in the first round right now. You know, I, I still would have him in the back of the second if we're drafting today, and I'm, I'm just made that up, but I'd have to really, you know, look at the rankings to decide that. But I had 
him like fourth round preseason because I just didn't expect the Lions to be good. If you're not scoring points, you're just – I'm not interested. There's plenty of teams that have good players that score points. I'm looking for those. Uh, DJ Moore, hmm. Christian McCaffrey, hmm. I guess I like I told you so. Maybe. I mean, it's been two weeks. And don't give me oh, they had okay games or whatever. Like that's not where you drafted. I know people that were drafting CMC number one overall and DJ Moore in like the top of the second round. Like the beginning of the second, like fourteen overall. Like, don't give me that garbage that he oh well he's okay. Neither one of these guys are performing at their draft cost. Neither one of them. And it's two games into the season. And if you draft a guy in the, the first overall, you expect to have very few crappy games. And CMC is giving you, like, almost a season's worth right off the bat. A couple more bad games and, like, he doesn't pay off on his value. Done. Story is over. So, that I mean, there you have it. Like, Christian McCaffrey is not going to take long to justify or not justify his draft capital. It's He's almost ruined it. And at this point, he's got to have monster games almost for the rest of the year. And don't give me this crap about, well, this, you know, they can't always have. No, he's allowed some bad games. You're right. But at first overall, not many. And he's starting off not great. And you say, well, this was an okay game maybe. I didn't draft somebody the first overall pick to have an okay game and be happy about it, be encouraged about it. No. I would be encouraged if he scored 30 fantasy points. I'd say, okay, now I can take a step back. I can I can overlook those past two games because he just won a week. He better win some weeks for people. And he's not at this point. And I don't believe he will. And he's not going to win enough of them. Um, I believe Derrick Henry, I'll go on record, Derrick Henry wins more weeks than Christian McCaffrey. Like, that's a bold take. But I'm not afraid of it. And Honestly, I don't know that either one of these guys are going to be super great. Here's a, I'll go one better. Austin Eckler wins more weeks than both of those guys. And he's not been good. But I just, again, I can overlook a poor showing or a couple of them if the offense is clicking. But the Panthers look disastrous. I don't want any part of that. The Titans are not looking good. Like, the team needs to change for the player to change in my mind. I I can believe in, in the Chargers. They're a good team. They score a lot of points. I can give Austin Eckler some some more time, and I know you know his draft capital suggests that he he can't have many more of these either. Neither can Derrick Henry, but I'm more confident that Austin Eckler can win you some weeks because the Chargers are going to have some weeks. They scored a lot of freaking points, so that's where I'm going with this. Like you know, I would not I would not panic at this point. But I would definitely not overvalue these first two weeks. If you drafted Christian McCaffrey, you got him. He's going to be fine. He's going to be an RB1. Maybe not the high as you want him to be. 
but he'll be okay. You just overdrafted him. Make up for it somewhere else. Go to the waiver wire. Uh, make some good start-sit decisions. You still win your your fantasy league with Christian McCaffrey on your team, even if he doesn't perform up to his draft capital. It's fine. I'm not saying you've lost. Um, I am saying you might have to start somebody over DJ Moore. And if you spend a second-round pick on him, man, that's going to suck. But you better be willing to do it. And you don't have to do it this week. But you, you're going to have to come to terms eventually when you get enough information. So those are the guys that I was high and low on. Um, you know, looking at last week, you know, always injuries play a part in this. And, man, let me tell you about some guys I was, I'm just wrong on, at least up to this point. And I'm still I'm holding some preseason expectations that, that they'll turn it around. Russell freaking Wilson. My God. What has happened with this guy? Like, he had a revenge game. You know, Seattle's talking all sorts of trash about it. He's not that good. Um, and he had every opportunity to give, just blow somebody out. And he's terrible. He's bad, for fantasy at least. And in real life, he's not that good either. Man, Russell Wilson, like, I maybe I was wrong about you. I, I can remember some games, you know, watching Russell Wilson play, like just making phenomenal plays. Is that magic gone? I don't know. I just don't know. But I've got a super flex league where I've got Jared Goff and Russell Wilson. How gross is it going to be for me to play Jared Goff? over Russell Wilson. That just, it makes me kind of throw up in my mouth a little bit. I don't want to do it. So, you know, and then Joe Burrow, I thought he'd go smash the Cowboys. He did not. Um, You know, T. Higgins didn't have a great game. Um, You know, my daily lineups did well. It's just there was some Katua. Come on, man. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I did... Hold out the possibility that he, you know, with the, these additional weapons would, would play better this year, but not expecting that. The, these are guys that I've got to reevaluate. And as new data comes in, my models get better, especially 2022 data. There's a lot of the data that I'm working with for regression is on 2021. And we got new players, we got players on different teams. You know, the Dolphins are a good example. You got a new player. And, and and an excellent player at that, like my models are not caught up yet. So we've got to get these caught up with 2022, and then we'll we'll make some better picks down the line. But I'm gonna share with you my daily plays. The, and this is one I uh, don't. It goes against my model, but Jared Goff, I could play. I could stack him and Amon Ra. Like that's a good stack. I think it could pay off. I think Detroit might. This could be an upset. They could win. I, that's that's a stack. It's kind of a contrarian play against Vegas a little bit. Um, not really because Detroit, you know, they got enough points uh, in their implied total. But um, I usually like to play quarterbacks that are going to blow the other team out. 
and I don't expect a blowout here necessarily, but it could be competitive. Detroit could win. I like Kirk Cousins for the same reasons. Um, you know, you could play Josh Allen. I like it. I don't like Tua this week. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I know Buffalo secondary is maybe a little banged up. I just I'm, that's not one I'm all in on yet. I mean, Buffalo's good. Not ready to make that leap, and I don't like quarterback this catch-up game bullshit narrative I don't really like it they throw interceptions they turn the ball over not only takes away points from from their fantasy score but it limits their opportunities because it puts the the other team on the field to run the ball well one of the reasons I like Devin Singletary if you want to play um but you could play one of the other Buffalo running backs as a contrarian play they're cheap um they might all not be good uh, but you could get a cheap guy that could be really good. Again, it's a it's a you know high risk, high reward play. Um, I like the Minnesota pass catchers. Pick one that fits into your lineup. Um, Kansas City. Good luck picking the right pass catcher. But I like Clyde here. It's a blowout game. Mahomes is expensive. I just probably avoid the pass catchers unless, you know, they fit into your lineup at a cheap price. You take a shot on one. It could work out. MVS, I got him in one of my lineups. He could work out. I mean, I really do. I think MVS could have a good game here and there. He's just not a guy I'm reliably starting. But at his price point, I'd go for it. Uh, but Clyde and Patrick Mahomes are the ones that I'm really targeting. Uh, really, Clyde, more than anything else, if you want to get – Jarek McKinnon and hope he scores. I guess you could do that. Um, Rams, mostly pass catchers. Daryl Henderson's cheap enough to play in most cases, but his cost is going up, and Cam Akers. And didn't I tell you last week, go get Cam Akers? Cam Akers is back in the mix. Like, might have missed our opportunity to get him. You could probably still get him right now. I might try to put out some trade offers for him. Go get him, but get him cheap. Like, this isn't like, oh, he's going to be great. Go get him. No, get him ninth, tenth round round value. Like, that's like your, I don't know, uh, Elijah Moore territory. Send that guy over. Somebody just, you don't need to start, uh, especially a wide receiver, because you know you can find wide receivers that you don't need to start all over the place. So, Trade a wide receiver that you don't need to start for a running back that you don't need to start but could be good. So go get Cam Akers. Um, Cincinnati, this is Joe Burrow's chance of redemption. I, I would I would play Joe. I wouldn't feel bad about it. Um, Joe Mixon is in play there. Um, Las Vegas. I, I would stay away from the running backs here. The points of this... This is a weird week. You don't have a lot of high point totals from Vegas implied point totals. This is kind of where well, Detroit is where it really cuts off for me. Um, and that's that's one behind Vegas, and they're both at like twenty four points. But Derek Carr, I like him. I like his price, his pass catchers. Devontae Adams is so expensive, but you know, contrarian play. If you're filling out a lineup, you pick somebody else, and you want to. Throw Hunter Renfro in there and do it. Stop being afraid of Hunter Renfro. Like, I get it. He hadn't been good, but he has been good. He's not going to be bad forever. Um, and at his price, if if he sinks your daily lineup, then 
I guess, I don't know, but he's not at his price. You're not spending a lot on him. He's one of those guys like MVS. You got some cash at the end. You just need a cheap guy. The points should be there. In a game that will be close, um, Las Vegas will have to be throwing. Um, I like him. Then again, I like Detroit. I don't like the running backs here, although Swift has been good. This should be a game where Jared Goff needs to throw a lot. And I that's why I think he's such a good stack. Like, who else does he throw to? Not many. Uh, Jared Goff, start of the week. Write it down. It's it's a risky bet because it goes against the fact that I like to take quarterbacks and blowouts. I never like to take a quarterback that loses, but I'm predicting this game is basically an upset anyway. So let's go. Let's ride Jared Goff. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Stack them. Throw in uh, some Clyde. Throw in, um, let me see what I've got in my lineup here. Uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, I think Joe could be fine there against the Jets. And then uh, I like uh, Justin Jefferson, Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox. Get yourself some of that Bills action without having to pay up for it. Dawson Knox will be back. Don't worry. Don't worry. we got injuries on Buffalo. Need receivers to step up. It can't all be Stephon Diggs, even though it kind of has been. And then um, – Seattle against Atlanta. I just I'm not buying it. Like I I got it. You got Drake London over there. Like he's good. Like I got you. But Kyle Pence isn't gonna be bad forever. Like stop it. Just stop it. And, and Drake London is not gonna be the wide receiver one. I mean, just Atlanta doesn't have the quarterback play to make it happen. So they've been good at this point. Excellent job Atlanta but I think that the NFL will figure you out fairly quickly because you just don't have the quarterback talent just don't so that's uh, those are my picks week three let's uh, put them on the board uh, we'll do this again in week four hopefully one day we'll actually get on the you know the podcast listing but until then I'll keep recording them I'll keep uploading them they'll always have timestamps, and uh, we'll be able to look back at recorded history to see how right I was in the long run. So thank you so much if you're listening and have a great week week three. Peace.